Hello, I am Teresa, a lover of all things birth, and this is a space to come together and hear the most beautiful love stories surrounding birth. A birth story is as healing to tell as it is encouraging to hear. Come along with me to hear empowering birth journeys full of strength, vulnerability, love, and maybe a little meconium. This is Birth Addict. Welcome back, birth addicts. Today, Cheyenne comes on to tell her accidentally unassisted home birth, where her baby arrived about 10 minutes before her midwife. Before we get into it, I want to let you guys know about our Facebook group. The Birth Addict Facebook group is a place where we can come together, ask questions, give tips, and build a community around lovers of birth. Right now, you can join the Facebook group through the link in the description. The Facebook group will be available to everyone through the end of March. In April, it will only be accessible to those in the Patreon group, which will be launching very soon. So be sure to join now. Now let's hear this beautiful story from Cheyenne. Thank you so much, Cheyenne, for coming on today to tell your birth story. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and your family? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So I'm Cheyenne. Um, I have a husband named Cody. We've been together for five years um, I have a son who's two and a half, he's Polson, and then my youngest son is four months old, and he's Kaladin. Kaladin, oh, that's a cool name. Wow, I don't Thank think you. I've ever heard that. <laughs> Let's get right into it, finding out you're pregnant or maybe planning the second pregnancy. So we struggled with infertility for both pregnancies. Um, it took us a year to get pregnant with both boys, Um so, and I've always heard that your second pregnancy, oh, your body knows exactly what to do. So I was kind of expecting to get pregnant right away. Um, we wanted our kids to be close in age. Um, it didn't work out like that. So um, come to find out I was tracking my ovulation wrong both times. So that's just, that was kind of a huge letdown. But when I finally got pregnant, we were so happy. Um, my son wasn't my oldest son, he wasn't quite like aware yet. So he didn't really understand when we told him. But since I had such a traditional pregnancy with my first, I knew this time I really wanted to have a natural home birth, you know, very little intervention pregnancy. So I found a midwife who came to my house for all of my appointments. So that was pretty cool. Um, definitely made me feel a lot more relaxed. And how did you go about finding a midwife? So I had actually just moved to the area six months prior. I moved um, to a whole different state. I'm from New Hampshire and I moved to Kentucky. So I joined my local home birth coalition um, on Facebook. And I just said, I'm new to the area. Where can I find a midwife? I actually found one and I saw her up until I was 12 weeks pregnant, but I didn't connect with her at all. So I... I was like, hey, this isn't going to work out. And then I found another one and she was incredible. Um, and I really enjoyed having her. So That is awesome that you did that. That is so cool yeah. that you did the work to find someone that you connected with. That's really cool. Yes. And I'm curious, why did you want to go with the home birth? So I really wanted one with my first pregnancy, but my insurance didn't cover it. And same with a birth center. So I had a traditional hospital birth induction and it, you know, for a hospital induction, it was an okay experience, but I just knew the second time around, I wanted to be 
in my own space, in my home. I didn't want to leave my son overnight because um, we had never been apart before. So there were just a lot of factors that played into me being home that were like really important to me, especially with coronavirus. I didn't want to be in the hospital. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Wonderful. Then how was your first trimester overall? Um, it was great. I only got sick one time, um, which was amazing. I did get migraines quite a bit. I, I do get migraines anyway. And my first pregnancy, I didn't get any. So it was kind of um, surprising to have migraines the second time. And then taking care of a toddler while being pregnant in the first trimester was so exhausting. Um, when I got to the second trimester and I had more energy, was a lot better. I was able to play more with my son. Um, and then obviously the third trimester exhaustion when you're just huge, it was the summertime. It was, it was rough. (laughs) I hear you there. Did you find out the sex of your baby? Yes. We found out at 15 weeks. Um, I had really hoped for a girl because we weren't sure if this was our last pregnancy. I was kind of disappointed when we found out it was a boy probably for like an hour. And then I just pictured my life with two boys and having brother, you know, just having them there for each other. So that was really, um, it was really cool. And I'm really happy we had a boy now. Yeah, that's really sweet. Did your older son seem excited to have a brother? I know he was pretty young, but. kind of told him and he was you know, as excited as he could be for his age. (laughs) Anything else about your pregnancy that you want to mention? I was really nervous about my blood pressure this time around because I was induced for hypertension with my first pregnancy. So um, I kind of, I got to a point where I was checking my blood pressure myself at home and I was kind of creating high blood pressure because I was so concerned about it so my midwife was like all right I'm taking this blood pressure cup away you're done like your blood pressure is fine you are making it worse with your anxiety so you know it was fine at the end of the day but I definitely kind of made it worse but everything worked out um other than that I had a beautiful pregnancy I don't recommend pregnancy with a toddler to anyone you know I mean (laughs) You know, you do it, but it it was very hard, and I felt bad because I was so tired, and, you know, I couldn't play with my son as much as I wanted to, so. Yeah, that's super relatable with just feeling bad because you're not doing as much as you maybe would have if you weren't pregnant. So with your first, then, did you see an OBGYN? You saw an OBGYN or a midwife at the hospital? I saw an OB, um, and it was actually one of those practices where it was like, you don't see the same doctor every time. You have no idea who's delivering your baby. Um, and I actually switched my provider up right at my third trimester because I didn't like them anymore. They weren't very nice to me. So yeah. then I switched providers. And then, you know, I think I had a little bit of that white coat syndrome that they say. And that's probably um, a big reason why I was induced for hypertension. Is I just didn't feel comfortable going into my appointments. Mm. So. So what, how did you like the difference of midwifery care versus the care with the doctor? I'm curious. Definitely more personal. Um, being able to just text or call my midwife anytime with any questions or concerns without feeling judgment and then knowing like who's going to be there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having that like one-on-one experience. And um, my midwife actually had a student with her as well and she was really nice so I really enjoyed having that 
connection and building a relationship with her. I'm wondering if you could walk us through what an appointment, like an average appointment looked like when she would come to your house. Like what would she bring? What would she do? I think people would be curious to hear. It was kind of unfortunate. I lived on the third floor. So we always joked about the stairs because I was like, you know, I'm so sorry. You have to climb three flights of stairs in Kentucky. It was so hot in the summer. (laughs) So she would come in. It was pretty much your typical prenatal appointment. She would take my vitals, my blood pressure, ask how I'm feeling, um, go over any questions I might have. I did the glucose test, um, but she let me do grape juice, organic grape juice, so that was cool. Yeah. I did regular, like, STD testing. I opted not to do cervical checks until I was in labor. Mm-hmm. Um and like my very last appointment and that was like right on my bed so that was nice um I had always wondered with home visits how that was going to work because I'm like you know is that going to happen on my couch what's going to happen so she actually used a cutting board so my back was kind of flat oh um yeah so that was interesting um and then yeah it was pretty low-key and calm my son really loved her so that was nice I love when the big siblings get to be involved with the appointments. Yes, she always let him take my blood pressure. Um, he liked, loved to play with the blood pressure cuff and mm-hmm. check my heart and stuff like that. Did you get any ultrasounds during your pregnancy? Just the one to find out the sex at 15 weeks. Okay. Um, she gave me the option to have the 20-week ultrasounds, the anatomy scan outside um, of her care at the hospital, but um, I didn't end up doing it. Okay. So. All right. Well, then let's get into the last few weeks and days and maybe going into labor. Yes. So with my first, since I was induced at 36 weeks, I started to get really impatient after like 36 weeks. I was big and hot and I was like, you know, my last pregnancy, I ended really early and I obviously didn't want a preemie, but you know, I was fed up mm-hmm. and then, I actually ended up going to 41 weeks. So a bit of a wait. Yeah. That last five weeks was really hard. It was nice though. My midwife just kept encouraging me to push through and she, she was very validating. She was like, I know this is hard because your first pregnancy ended sooner, but um, you know, you've got this, keep going. Um, I rested a lot. It was nice. My husband works from home. So he was able to take, he like flexes his time. So he was able to end early one day so I could, you know, go, go to bed or start late so I could sleep in and he could oh, take care of our toddler. So that was very helpful. And then again, living on the third floor when I was that pregnant and hot, it was really hard. Um, and my son really wanted to go to the playground all the time. So I did the best I could. What did you do to keep your mind off all the waiting at the end? Lots of car rides. We actually moved two weeks after I gave birth. So that helped a lot. I was packing. Um, we bought our first house back oh. in New Hampshire. So I was packing, buying things for the house. Um, that was like a major distraction for me. And that's probably how I survived, honestly. Um, and then every time my husband ended work, I was like, all right, I need to get out of the house. Let's go for a drive. I don't care what we do. Let's go get ice cream, literally anything. So. And then I guess yes. before we get into the birth, did you have any plans for your birth? 
Was there like, what did you do to prepare, I guess? And what were you planning? So I hired a doula. Um, I actually hired two. Um, they were a team that worked together. That's My cool. plan was, I just had this beautiful home birth plan with, you know, fairy lights and candles and soft music and having my son there, um, my husband catching our baby, uh, you know, the whole nine, like everything that you would picture for a home birth is what I had planned. Um, that's actually not at all what happened, <laughs> but, you know, it still worked out. So, Well, I can't wait to hear it then. Let's get into it. How did you go into labor? It was during the day, I was like, I need to do something to start to feel better about myself because I was starting to get like really, not depressed, but impatient and sad that he wasn't coming. So we went to the park and my husband just took some maternity pictures of me and they came out really nice um, just for like iPhone pictures. And then we put our son to bed and um, I was just laying on the couch doing some meditations some deep breathing and I went to go get up to use the bathroom and my water broke. So I called my midwife and I said, um, I think my water just broke and she had me describe it to her. And she's like, yeah, I'd say that was your water. Um, they artificially broke my water my first time. So I wasn't really sure like what that process was like. Mm -hmm. Um, it went all over my dog because she was laying on the floor when I sat up. So oh. shot all over him. Oh so, no. <laughs> yep. And then, um, you know, the fluid kept coming out and I was like, I don't know what to do. I got my husband. I was like, what do we do? So, um, we bed share with our oldest son. So I was like, okay, I think that we need to get him and bring him into the other room. So my husband got him and when he wakes up, he's not, um, it's not fun waking him up because he doesn't like that. So we got him up. He kind of didn't like that. We brought him to the other room. Um, and then the contractions started really fast and they started coming like every three minutes at that point. And that was only like 45 minutes after my water broke. Mm -hmm. And my husband was still putting our son down to bed. Um, so I texted my midwife and I just said like, these are happening every three minutes. What do I do? So she called me and she said, how are you feeling? And I was like, you know, the contractions aren't too bad. I have a high pain tolerance. Like, they were bearable. And she said, okay, well, I'll take my time. I'll get my student, you know, we'll make our way over there, but let me know when they start to get unbearable. So my husband got her son down, came in, we started to get ready for bed because she told me to try and sleep as much as I can. I was brushing my teeth and I just started like, I had to lean against the wall because I just, I could like barely stand up. Oh man. So I called my midwife and I said, all right, I think that you need to come now. Um, so I used the bathroom. There was a little bit of blood. So I was like, it's normal. And she said, yeah, it's normal. And then my son woke up. So my husband went to go put him back down. And I was like leaning over the bed, screaming, yelling. I was like, okay, this baby's coming right now. Oh, he was my. not waiting. I couldn't wait to push like it was happening. So I, I texted my husband and I said, I need you. You need to come now. Oh my um, he didn't see the text. Oh no. So I started screaming and I was like, babe, babe, like you need to come now. So he ran in, 
called my midwife and she was driving, but, um, I had one contraction that pushed me onto my back because it was so intense. I was like kneeling on the floor over the bed and it just pushed me back. I fell backwards. And um, my midwife said, okay, Cody, the baby's coming. You're going to catch him. Oh, my and goodness. And that was the one thing that my husband said he did not want to do when I said a, a home birth. He's like, okay, but you have to have a midwife because I don't want to catch the baby, like, by himself. Mm. I don't want to be by myself when this happens. And then the baby came out. And my oh. husband caught him on the floor. And... <laughs> That was that. So Wow. So did you were you pushing the baby out or baby pretty much came on his own? It was definitely like an involuntary reflex. Like mm-hmm. I I couldn't help but push. Mm-hmm. It was just like happening. That yeah. Is so crazy. it was an accidentally unassisted home birth. Um it was pretty beautiful and amazing, but it was very intense mm-hmm. and kind of traumatic because um, it just all happened so fast. From the time my water broke to the time he was born, it was two hours. Wow. So it's hard to process those super quick births. Like it, it's it's like it's over before it even starts. It just is so quick, and yeah. you can't mentally prepare yourself. What was your son doing whenever this was happening? Did he peek in? Was he watching? So we. It was so funny because after my midwife got there, my husband is like, "All right, I need to go check on Colson." And he was just sitting up in bed talking to himself. I don't know if he was like, he heard me screaming and he was too scared to come in Mm -hmm. or what he was doing. I don't know if he could sense it because normally after falling asleep and waking up, he's like not in a good mood. So I don't know what he was doing. Um, I kind of wish he would have been there, but for his sake, I guess I'm glad that he was just like hanging out (laughs) in his room. (laughs) So how long did it take your midwife to get there after your baby was born? So she got there 10 minutes later. Um, I did call my doulas when my water broke and they kind of took their time too, because honestly, everybody thought that there was more time. I even told them, take your time. I'm not in that much pain. Like Mm -hmm. everything's okay. You guys can relax. Um, So I texted them right after and I said, I just gave birth, LOL. And they were like, what, what just happened? (laughs) Um, so yeah, my, my doulas and my midwife got there like 10 minutes after, um, they got me off the floor, they checked him out, everything was fine. Um, so yeah, it was pretty intense. (laughs) Wow. What was that 10 minutes like? What did the midwife stay on the phone? What did you guys do during that time? Yeah. So she stayed on the phone and me and my husband just kind of sat there like what just happened. Like there's this baby. Yeah. Like there's just this baby on my chest that just like came out on our apartment floor. There's blood all over the carpet. And that was like, so not the plan. Like I didn't even have time to light my candles or read my affirmation cards. Like nothing went as planned, but it was beautiful still. Wow. Okay. So midwife gets there. Then what happens? So they kind of just let everybody relax for a minute because it was like, what the heck just happened? She's wiping me off. She gets my shirt off because I still had my shirt on, um, cleaning me up. She checked his vitals, made sure everything was okay, made sure he was breathing. I mean, he cried like right away, but you know, checked Mm -hmm. to make sure there was no fluid. And then probably 10 minutes after she got there, um, my doula came and they got me off the floor, got me back into bed. Um, And then everybody just kind of started cleaning up because we had like a 
white tan carpet, so there was blood everywhere. So um, they were cleaning up, and then I had to deliver the placenta, but I was sitting in bed, so they had me stand up after that um, to deliver that. And then um, they weighed him, they cleaned him off. So, How much did he weigh? He was 8 pounds, 9 ounces. And yeah. if you don't mind sharing, did you tear? I had a very small tear, um, but I did not need stitches, oh, thankfully. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Feels so good when you're like, I don't need stitches. Um, yes. uh, it's interesting because sometimes I feel like with those quick ones, sometimes you tear more, but... That's what I was worried about, and that's what she said, too, because she's like, you know, he came so hard and so fast. She even said she was surprised that I didn't care like that. Were you planning on breastfeeding, and if so, how did that go? Yeah, so it went really well. Um, I had quite a bit of pain at first, um, and I had I dealt with lip ties with my first son, so when I started feeling pain, I was like, all right, you know, I've been here before. But um, my midwife was actually a lactation consultant as well. So that was helpful. And it turned out I was just in a bad position because I was used to breastfeeding a toddler and not like a newborn baby. So it was really just like I was holding him like a toddler and he was a newborn. So I had to just position him correctly. And now he's nursing like a champ still at four months. So that's awesome. Yeah. How long did the midwives and your doulas stay after the birth? So he was born at 10, 11. Um, that was our guess, actually, because we didn't look at the time. So it was 10, 11 on 10, 11. Um, so, and then um, they stayed until 2 a.m. So. Okay, cool. A couple hours. Yeah. yeah. And then you were able, hopefully, to get a little bit of rest that night? Yes. For his first night, he slept um, almost through the night. He woke up one time. Um, and then, you know, before they left, they made sure I ate. I, I really wasn't hungry, I think, because I was so, like, in shock. Mm-hmm. But they made me a smoothie and made sure I ate a banana and everything. That's They good. weren't leaving until I ate something of Sesame, so. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that a lot with home birth midwives. They're like, we're going to make you a meal before we leave. <laughs> and it's so yes. nice. <laughs> so nice. They clean everything up, make you food, and they're like, okay, tuck you into bed and goodbye. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so when did, did they come back the next day or the day after to check on you guys? Yep. So they came back the next day. Um, and I, I don't remember exactly. I'm pretty sure they came every day for the next five days. Wow. I could be remembering that wrong. But yeah, she was there um, often. And I think my doulas checked on me one time um, just kind of to see how everything's going. And um, it was nice. My midwife came a couple more times after that just to make sure that breastfeeding was going well. And I still needed help with positioning. So she came and checked his vitals every couple days just to make sure until we left. Um, I was supposed to have another two visits after, but we moved. So they were Zoom visits. Wow, that's awesome that you got that much support. That's so cool. Yes, she was amazing. Let's see, anything else you want to share about that postpartum time? The first two weeks um, right before we moved were nice. I think it helped my mother-in-law came to stay with us. Um, She helped us pack. She helped with the transition a little bit. Um, My older son is really attached to her, so... um, it was very helpful having her. She helped with laundry and cooking and cleaning. So it's like 
it wasn't just like we were throwing this newborn baby with a toddler and no idea how to handle multiple kids. Mm -hmm. So that was very helpful. Um, But moving right after giving birth was not fun, Um, especially moving into a big house from a tiny apartment. It was just like a lot of change at once. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that I'm four months postpartum, I think it was kind of crazy that we did that and that it all happens that way. And I still can't believe I gave birth unassisted. It's just like, I don't think I've quite processed it yet. Yeah. But yeah. I also did, my husband encapsulated our placenta, or our placenta, my placenta <laughs> by himself. Whoa. Um, yeah, we we're going to pay someone to do it, but we bought the capsules. And I said, worst that happens is we throw it away. So um, we bought lemon and ginger and uh, jalapeno peppers. And we washed it off, steamed it with those, cut it up, um, and then dehydrated it in the air fryer. (laughs) And then he grinded it up and put it into the capsules. Um, I think that really helped with my milk production and then postpartum depression a lot. And it was cool to see him do that as well. Yeah, that is really cool. Do you have any advice that you'd like to give someone planning a home birth? No, I guess just... um, you can do it, you know, it's, it's scary, especially when we're so conditioned these days to think that like you need to be in a hospital in case emergencies happen, but um, birth is not an emergency, it's a natural thing, and this is exactly what our bodies were made for, and I've heard a lot of people say like, I can't do it without an epidural, and like, you can, like, you just, you learn to breathe through the pain, and it's not pain for no reason it's pain Mm -hmm. for a purpose yeah um and that really helps a lot I think because like I had one birth affirmation card that I really liked and I didn't read it then but I read it beforehand and it said every contraction brings me closer to my baby and that Mm -hmm. was so true because every time I started feeling pain I was like okay it's temporary and that means I'm gonna meet my baby soon so so true Yes, I love that. I love that affirmation too. And I think even if since you didn't like use your affirmations during your labor, but preparing through your pregnancy does help you mentally, I think, in your labor. Thank you, Cheyenne, so much for coming on today and sharing that beautiful home birth story. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Cheyenne, so much for coming on and telling your incredible story. Friends, don't forget to join that private Facebook group through the link in the description. Follow along at Birth Addict on Instagram and check out birthaddict.com for more pictures. See you next time.